Hi everyone, I'm Grace. And I'm Max. Welcome to Curiously Enough. This is a space to shine a light on the shadows we hide in. This is a conversation to relieve the heaviness of silenced topics. Here's to getting honest and getting real, feeling inspired and less alone. Thank you for joining us on this road to rediscovering the truth of who we are. Please subscribe and share. We're grateful for your support. Enjoy this week's episode of Curiously Enough. Today, I want to do something a little different. Instead of learning from an expert about our stories, I wanted to bring someone on who could share their moving and inspirational story. Sometimes we learn most about ourselves when we see ourselves in others and connect with the pain as well as the restoration. This is a podcast and a platform to shine a light on the shadows we hide in. So by giving this platform to others, we let their light shine through. Shame dissipates when there is connection. Fear is questioned when we stand in strength. So here's to connection and strength in discovering our bravery to the bravery of others. I am so happy and excited to introduce Christy Valdeseri, and I am beyond thrilled to hear her story and give her a space to share it with others. Welcome, Christy. I'm so happy you're here. Hey, thank you so much for having me, Grace. I'm so excited. <laughs> me too. To get started, why don't you tell us um, your story and your journey from where you were and where you are now? Cool. So it'll be almost three years ago on June 1st, 2016. I just graduated from Penn State University. I was a dance major and I was planning um, at the time to move to New York City after I graduated for a dance program and to really like kick off my professional career. And on June 1st, 2016, I, the night before, I was going to Florida actually with my best friend to celebrate our graduation and her birthday. So I remember so specifically, my mom dropped me off at her place and we were in the kitchen talking to her mom and we, I was like, wow, so weird. I, I see this little spot in the back of my part in the top of my head. So weird. Like maybe it's from the sun because it's summer. I'm like, that's weird. I'm sure it'll go away. Well, little did I know where that little bald patch that was on the top of my head would lead to. So from there, I came back from Florida, jumped right into the grind in New York City. I subloaded an apartment in, from my friend in Jersey. And from that summer, just bald patch after bald patch kept popping up on my head. And I remember being like, holy moly, how am I ever going to deal with this there's and I remember thinking there's no way that it's ever going to take over my my whole head there's no way up until this point when I was 22 like pretty much everything in my life was working the way that it that I believed it should and I just remember feeling invincible like there's no way that this is going to control my life during that summer I like I said we were had like mock auditions in this program you have to do your hair your makeup your outfit in the industry of entertainment, it's so much about what you look like. So I was struggling with my hair falling out while trying to figure out who I am as an artist in um, my professional career. So I remember being on the phone with my parents day after day. Like, what am I supposed to do? I cry every time that I shower. Chunks of my hair are falling out. And we, like, somehow found a dermatologist. I trekked all the way across the city to this random dermatologist. 
And I remember I was alone and I just had so much angst in my stomach. And she brought me in and she looked at me and was like, wow, I, I'm not sure this looks like alopecia areata because it was circular patches. That's how it started. And she was like, the option is steroid injections. She's like, I have a lot, have a lot of cases that it's helped. And I remember I just felt like so alone and scared and hopeless and not myself because people that knew me prior to this in college, I'm like the most outgoing, bubbly, carefree, fun person. And this was just sucking the life out of me. So I was talked into the steroid injections. So my follow-up meeting, I went back and got probably like 16 or 17 shots, really shots into my scalp. I remember being there and rushing to rehearsal because we had a show that we were preparing for in August. Felt kind of lightheaded from the shots. And I just remember for my whole life, I always imagined right out of college, like living in New York City, dancing, my, my actual dream to be way more glamorous than this. From there, the steroid shots did not help at all. My hair continued to fall. And, and I absolutely hated going home after a sweaty day of dance in the city and showering and watching these chunks and chunks and chunks, I can't even explain, like fall out of my head. So then fast forward, um, my mom came to visit me in New York and I was like, all right, we got to figure out something. I can't keep dealing with this. I need my hair to grow. And I was very uneducated and young and lost and sad. So my friend's mom also has alopecia. She told me about the hair club and I went to the hair club with my mom and I remember walking in and sitting there and the woman was discussing the prices and how much it would cost and like how often I would have to come to get these treatments and and I just remember breaking down and bawling my eyes out and being like so feeling so in over my head that this is just too heavy and too much for me to, to um, handle at 22 when I'm trying to live my damn life in New York and, and pursue my passion. I remember saying, like, I'm so sorry, Mom. I don't know what to do. I, I can't believe that, like this is where we're at. We have to pay all this money just for me to have hair. And, of course, gratefully enough, my parents are, are very, very supportive. Came up with a payment plan. And then we left. I went in for treatment every month. Honestly, it did work at first. I remember all the patches were growing back in. So, yeah, it was. I was doing those treatments every month. And then I signed a lease in New York for a year after the program ended. And shortly after that, I found out, because I didn't know at the time that my ex was with someone else, I found out from a friend, and he had actually just gotten into a really bad accident. Uh, he had like a brain aneurysm. That was easily one of the lowest parts of my, points of my entire life, like finding that out. I remember just screaming and grabbing my head and like from like my gut, just screaming, crying in my room and just feeling like there's no way I could ever continue on. So I'm, I, I'm sharing like how deep and, and like broken I was. So people who have been through this just know that there is light at the end of the tunnel and that you do have the strength in you to get there. And then from that, that really low point, booked a cruise job, which was like one of my dreams as I was a kid because I went on a lot of cruises as a family. Oh, I want to travel the world and make money doing what I love and performing and living that lifestyle. And it, I was on such a high. I was like, wow, um, my life's turning around. My hair was growing in at the time. I booked this cruise. I was thrilled. And here I was in rehearsals. And then I went on the ship. I loved my cast. It was just, I'm painting this picture that it was just everything that I wanted. It was, it was so glamorous. And it was 
it was just like where I, what I needed in that, in that point in my life. Mm. And then within six weeks of being on board, my hair was falling. I remember being in my cabin and like, we'd have to do our hair for the shows. And I definitely had bald patches again. It was falling. I think because of the breakup, I think the stress triggered that for a couple months later for it to fall again. So within six weeks of being on the ship, I was told that I was being fired and they were letting me go that day. And I was like, what? <laughs> oh my God, I can't even explain. Again, this is another one of the lowest points that I've experienced this past three years. I can't even explain like how I felt. So that day, I argued everyone, every, every person in authority. I walked into their office and bawled my eyes out and argued and said, this is ridiculous. And the person that made the decision, he was the um, head of entertainment. He made this call. He said, she stands out. I, I saw emails and the verbatim was, she stands out. I want her off the ship before Oprah comes on. Oprah was coming on in like, like a month from then. And the only thing I could think of was, wow, I, I, he thinks I stand out because of my bald patches. Mm-hmm. And I will never know the truth. I fought all the authority and said, no one is, is home. None of my family is home. I need to get a flight tomorrow. You can't find me across the country. I just felt so hopeless. I was going back to my parents' house. I didn't have an apartment, didn't have a car. I didn't have a job. I didn't have um, hair. My hair was falling out. I was like, how am I ever going to stand back up again? I mean, I had no direction. Everything that I had built, I felt like, was just shattered. So there I was back at square one. And I'm not kidding. When I tell you my hair, within three weeks, I was bald. It Mm. fell out. And this was in June of 2017. And then, and then something inside my heart was telling me that I need to go to LA. And on August 12th, I went back to hair club. And instead of getting the treatments this time, I got a wig. I, they ordered a wig for me. They glued that shit on. I flew out to LA on a one-way flight and had zero idea what was going to come. I didn't have a job. I didn't have an apartment when I got here. I knew that I had to make it work because I wanted to pursue my career. I, I got signed to an agency for dance and just dealing with a wig. Every, every month I would go in and they would take it off and put it back on. But I couldn't sit in the chair and look at my head, look at myself in the mirror. I remember I would turn the chair so I didn't have to look at my bald head in the mirror. So this past September, on September 26th, I shared my story. Thank God I did. I finally got myself to the point to open up about what I had been doing with for the past at that point. Like, so I held an event in L.A. at a studio, at a dance studio, and invited all my friends. And prior to this, I made a video with my brother because he's a... Uh, videographer and I made a video taking my wig off for the first time really ever taking my wig off in front of anyone people ask me a lot how do you get to the point of opening up about your story and I believe that it comes a lot with self-love with and I don't say that lightly like self-love more than what you look like like I had to dig so deep in like who I am and like what I what I stand for and what defines me because one of the things that used to define me, oh, that blonde, that bubbly blonde, that wasn't me anymore. You know, I was just wearing this thing that now made me a blonde. So I had to dig deep into who I am, where my beauty actually lies, and it, it isn't on my head. I slowly started to open up to people because I knew that I had to get myself there. And every single time, the reaction always, 
affirmed that people saw me for me and saw me for my personality and for my heart, not because I was a blonde or I was a, this is what I looked like. It was just every reaction was so much more like, wow, you're a badass. Wow, your strength is impeccable. Like it was so much more than what I looked like. Um, it's been six months and I have almost my full head of hair back. And on September 26th, I had, I, like I said, like three little, little passes growing back. And now I have really almost my full head of hair. So, I mean, it's, it's still hard to go out in public without my wig. Like there is nothing that will, that will stop me from growing my hair back. So beyond just sharing my story and firmly believing that I can heal, I also changed my diet. I'm now, um, completely vegan and gluten-free. It's definitely my diet, but it's also my mindset. I want people who are listening. I'm so grateful that I have this platform that you're providing me, Grace, that I can share. I mean, I, I feel like I haven't really talked out loud and it feels good for me to like let it off my chest. I've come so far from where I was at, but people who are listening to this can also, wherever you're at, you do not have to stay there. Someone told me a quote one time that was like, where you start, you don't have to stay. And there is so much more in us than we realize. And when something happens to you, you just have to dig, dig deep and really believe in yourself. Cause at the end of the day, you only have yourself. Mm. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. <laughs> I know there's a lot to it. Um, and within one story is a lot of other stories. So thank you mm-hmm. for, for being vulnerable with that. And, um, it pains me to hear the moments when, when you were suffering and when you felt alone, because mm-hmm. I know a lot of people go through it and I've gone through it and even with health stuff. It, but what's so beautiful about that is that it gave you, what, what I hear you saying too, is like it gave you an opportunity to rediscover who you are, like regardless yeah. of what you look like, who are you beneath that? And, and what an amazing, too, I want to honor like that you chose to then share it with other people and say, this is what I'm going through and I'm okay. And I know that, and I believe that, but it's also important for me to say it out loud and share it with my right. world and my community. I mean, it's, it's amazing. And it's, and you're what, what I don't want to even say lucky blessed, I guess that the community that you have is supportive in that regard. Cause that, yeah, that helps. And I mean, do you see that that is as much as mindset, which I totally believe even again with my experience with like bizarre chronic health issues, um, mindset mm-hmm. is extremely important and believing you're healing, believing you're already healed, like knowing that you're, you know, right. telling your body, I believe you, you are healing. I know, I know, like, I'm going to let you do the thing. Uh, but what about right. community? Like how has community played a role? I, I, I know this is something that's important to uh-huh. you. I mean, it's crazy that how much support and like loyalty and realness can like get you where you want to go. Mm. Um, of course it is, it is you who is like, like I said, fueling that fire, but to have people around you, I mean, and, and I believe like quality of a quantity, it's not, I'm not having a thousand friends. It's about, it's about the people who are actually there through all the shit everyone's initial reaction is, wow, you're so strong. You are so much more than just your hair. Like, that's what I see. When different people start to say the same thing over and over, it makes it feel more real. Or you are really inspiring me. I've gotten so many messages on Instagram after sharing my story that I'm inspiring people. 
And so when I hear that I'm inspiring, I mean, I talk to this little, this 14 year old, we talk like every other week, she's losing her hair. And, um, and then I talk to another girl who is like six, I think 17. And we just have connected on Instagram. I've never met them. But to hear them, like, they come back and like, tell me how they're doing. And like, and to know that I'm giving them like the slightest bit of hope that they don't, that their entire life doesn't need to be this way. That's just like, that fills me up, gives me the umph to continue to express where I'm at. Mm. And I recently have trying to learn and live by not giving a shit, like not giving a shit because I, for so long I've cared about, Oh, what does this person think? What are they thinking? How do I look? And, and just trying to, again, like live this mold and living in Los Angeles is like, it's, it's such a blessing in a way because everyone is just their own person and there's not one certain way that you have to live. And when you're surrounded by people that are all like their individual people, their individual um, person and are encouraging me to be my individual person. So I have so much growing to do. I'm not like standing on top of a mountain screaming that I made it yet. Yeah. <laughs> so you never really actually make it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, right. I, I totally agree. There's so many different like facets of community. Like you said, you're able to like be there for other people and then you can use mm-hmm. other, of other people in your support system as a sounding board or in the darkest moments. And uh, my friend told me this once and it it hit me like really hard. And I've I've been thinking about it a lot as I journey through, um, you know, this bizarre health thing. And she said, if you don't tell people where you're at and what you're going through, then not only are they not going to be there when you're when like you lose the, the get the game or you don't get the job, but they're also not going to be there when you're celebrating because you didn't tell them. And so it's like, you have Aww. to share in order to be celebrated too, not just to be like, Hey, I'm yeah. having a day. Finding those people I think is, uh, it's, it's a weird process because it's a different yeah. kind of suffering maybe than like, like you said, going, going through a breakup or not that that's any less painful, but when it starts to affect how you feel, oh gosh, like I don't even really know how to describe it when it, but when it comes to health and the way you, the way you look too, there's something much deeper, like a spiritual thing there. Yeah. I don't know if I'm making sense with that. I am curious to hear, um, what is your journey of self-love? Like, what has that looked like since you've gotten vulnerable and shared what you're going through and shared your journey and have continued to share it? What looks different than before in the way that you see yourself and maybe the practice of self-love? Because I think it's, it becomes a mindset, but it has to be practiced first, maybe. I agree. Yeah. yeah. um, Well, I have, I, I tell my the girls that I talk to on Instagram to do this as well. But I have in on my mirror in my bathroom a little sticky that says "You are beautiful," and I always see that every morning. I look at that. Um, but other, but more like deeper than that, I used to not be able to look at myself, like meet my eyes in the mirror. Mm-hmm. I remember um, like with my with my wig off, right? And now I. Some days, of course, I look at myself and I'm like, God damn, how did I get here? But then some days I look at myself and I flip it. Most days now I flip it and I'm like, yo, you are doing so good. Like, look where this started. And instead of saying, instead of being like, 
wow, like I did for so long. Why is this happening to me? Why did this happen to me? Why me? Why me? I now I'm like, yo, it happened. And like, Chrissy, you fucking rock. <laughs> like, I really will, will look at myself and like actually believe that. And it's not just saying it, like looking at myself and, and saying it and being like, Chrissy, you're beautiful, Chrissy. Like, I actually like really believe it. I now have an understanding that like not everyone has it in them to do what I've done. And I, I, I like to give myself credit in that sense. And I think that helps with my self-love. I believe, because I've done it, that everyone can. My friend that I was talking about who also lost her hair, she opened up about her story a year prior. And I remember thinking, oh, I can never do that. There's no way I'm ever, ever sharing my story. So mm-hmm. I like to give myself the credit to be like, not everyone can do this right now. And I did it. I did it. Like, and I remember the moments that were so hard and that were so low. And now I've overcome them. And I don't ever want to forget the struggles that I've gone through so I can like pat myself on the back and be like, yo, I got here and appreciate how the, the resilience and the determination I had to get here. So I think remembering the journey and remembering how, where you started or where I started and all the divots that happened throughout and where I am now. So I think that that helps with learning to love yourself is remembering what, what has happened and remembering where you're at. There's so much good stuff in there. First, I'll say that it is, it's hard to look at yourself in the mirror if you don't like how you look, no matter if you're dealing with a health yeah. issue or not. And, and that's something yeah. I've learned. I avoided the mirror for quite some time. And when I would turn, I would cry. And so I'd avoid it. But I think that's part of the grieving process. Like you said, we're, we're going to have, mm-hmm. you know, on the two podcasts ago, I just keep saying this in my head. It just really resonated with me. It's a a guy named Dean Porterfield. He's actually in the recovery field, but he said, we're going to have hard days because we do hard things. And I just keep resonating with that. Like, yeah, like I'm going to have some tough days because I'm doing something that is kind of hard to do, right? Like we're trying to heal naturally. It takes time. It takes patience. It's hard to get to the spot where you're feeling joy within a a health condition um, and something that's maybe painful or uncomfortable or just emotionally disturbing. But my God, like, like what you're saying, it is so worth getting to that emotional state of joy. Yeah. it It changes your whole body changes. It feels different. So that means that your body is saying, Oh, we're healing. Cool. Like, let's get to it. <laughs> you know, it's, we're training our yeah. body too. Um, and one thing, and then I'd like to hear your thoughts on this, but for a while for me, I was mad at my body and I was kind of like pissed at it. I felt like it was fighting against me. And then I only recently started to like journal and, and just be mindful of the thoughts that I, or even the words and how I talk to my body, even like day in and day Mm -hmm. out. Um, And really how I've, again, I'd like to hear if you have experience with this, but I've kind of learned to forgive my body and understand that it's doing everything that it possibly can to heal. And it's doing everything it's supposed to be doing. Oh my God. That's so relatable. Yes. Grace. I so agree with you. I used to be, I remember what, before I was, um, like enlightened by the whole, what you feed your body, uh, and lifestyle and diet before all that. Oh my God. I was so, I was so angry and pissed and mad at, at my, at my body for doing this to itself because the medical field, which I feel so strongly about 
tell you that your immune system is attacking itself. Mm. And I do not believe that. But I was so mad because I was told that time after time. And I don't believe that anymore. Everything that I put in my body, I think about everything because I want to, I want to give my body the best chance that it has. I mean, now we're like a team. We have gone through all that and now we're almost, hopefully, I believe, I'm almost at the end of it. And everything that I inhale, everything that I eat, I think about, we're doing everything that we can to do it. But I for sure have gone through that of feeling self-hate to uh, my scalp, especially. Mm. Not anymore, though. Maybe as a culture, like we kind of disassociate from our body. And so when we have mm-hmm. these issues of like, oh, I lost some hair, or like for me, oh, I have this weird rash. Like we, we kind of say like, why is that doing that? Like, why is this external yeah. thing acting that way? And it's like, if we listen and if we take the time, it's a signal that something is wrong. It's a signal that something needs yeah. to be taken care of. It's not, it's, it's changed the way I look at things. And there's people of all different shapes and sizes and diseases and colors mm-hmm. healing. So yeah. Yes. Thank you. It's so for, empowering to see. Yeah, it is. It, 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 again, just helps me and I know a lot of other people feel less lonely. So thank you for, again, for like just sharing and being vulnerable and open and, and willing to, to be here as you, um, from blonde to bald to bold. I love that. Um, Hell yeah. <laughs> is, bold, there, that's right. <laughs> is there, is there anything that you would say to someone that maybe was in that most hopeless place that you were in, regardless of if they're losing their hair or not? Is there like a message mm-hmm. that, that holds true to you? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm trying to think as uh, those moments and with someone were to tell me, well, I, I've always believed this, but now it's like really, 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 really prominent in my head. When there's a will, there's a way. And I, I don't say that lightly. Um, but if you don't have the will, you need to figure it out to have the will. And if, if people are going to tell you time after time again that your hair won't grow or that your, your skin will never clear up or that you'll never be happy if you're not with this person or you'll never get a job that good. You need to throw that out and believe that when there is a will, if you have it in you, which everyone does at a point in their life, if you have it in you, there is a way to, to, to have that. And I've also been saying a lot lately, never give up on what you want. And then again, with my hair loss, losing all of my hair, I, I will never give up until forever. I, if my hair grows in again and falls out again, I will never give up on growing my hair back ever, regardless of who I'm with, where I'm at, my job, what people tell me, what, how much money I have, whatever are the circumstances, I will never give up. And if you can tell yourself wherever you are that you never give up on what you want. And then the, the, another thing that, I would say I used to, in my head, make past judgments on people. And before I went through what I'd gone through, there is no right or wrong way to do anything. If it is true to who you are and it's respectful to others and it doesn't cause harm, of course, but there is no right or wrong way to do anything. There is no box that you need to fit into. There is no check boxes that you need to check off. I believe it is your life and you can do or say or be whoever the hell you want 
if it's authentic to you. Same with looks. There is no way to look. There is no way that you have to look. There, I just, I feel so strongly in that because I was always known as this like bubbly, fun, blonde. And now I, I'll go into auditions, I'll get called into auditions that's like a quirky, weird kind of, kind of role. And I don't even know myself as that. So if that's like a whole identity thing that I'm trying to understand, but there isn't like, I don't have to be this Christy, this blonde girl. I don't have to be, I can just be whatever is authentic to me, whatever look I want to go with that day, whatever choice I want to do, whoever I want to be with, um, wherever I want to work, there is no right or wrong. And I think it's easy to like look at people and be like, oh, she's doing that. Why would she do that? Or, oh, she's working here and living in, in a huge city that there's a lot of like young creatives it's 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 helped me understand that there is no wrong or right way to do anything so i just firmly believe those three things and there's a will there's a way never ever give up on what you want and there is no right or wrong way to live and there's no box that you got to fit into you got to be your own person and i really believe that and even i also feel like in if we if you if we did this again have another podcast in like a year I would have like a total I'm sure you can relate like I will be so much further along I'll be another year through this and or another year of lived life I'll have different things to say it's just so cool that we're like aspiring people you know we never like get to we never like hit the hit the peak and that and then that's just like where we stay we're like always growing and learning and like having different perspectives and I like really really think that's a beautiful thing about being a human so that's where that's what I would say in this moment in time where I'm at and how I would help other people. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. And I, I 100% agree with all that. I didn't want to interrupt, but I was like silently clapping like, yes, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Um, but yeah, we, uh, we don't graduate and, and yet as we heal and, and hopefully one day we can have a conversation where I'm like, my skin's great. And you're like, my hair. Yeah, fine. we will. You know, we and, will, and, we will. Exactly. We will. we will. And, and what we've learned then will be so tremendous. And also like just the awareness to be like, yeah, and we're still learning. Like, and I think that's what all of this is about is like, yeah, we're here to talk about like the fact that you lost all of your hair and how tragic that is and how emotionally I keep saying emotionally disturbing but I'm going to say it again emotionally disturbing it is but ultimately bringing you here because I have never met you and I can feel the light that you give off the inspiration that you that you send to others and that is what we need more of is is people like you showing up even when it's a hard day you know and and so I I value you a lot and I I am honored to hear your story and like, just thank you for being willing to do this. This means so much to me. And I know that the people listening uh, will take a lot from it. There's just, there's so much wisdom in here that, that it's like, you didn't choose to have it. It was kind of like, right. Comes with experience, but that's like, that's life, right? We don't, we can't really be taught wisdom. So Uh thank you. Well, thank you, Grace. You like everything that you, I know it's hard to like, you don't want to interrupt me, but I, I could just, I just can tell what I'm saying, what you're saying, even when you're talking, I'm like, yes, you, it's just, it's crazy that these, these horrible things have happened to us, but we're sitting here. Like, I just feel like the rest of my day, I just feel so, I'm just going to walk out of here. Like on a high, I just feel so empowered by you. And so like inspired that you have given me this 
this what like two hours or however long it's been of <laughs> of me just like talking about like what I believe in and where I'm at and like you are really you should be really proud of yourself you're doing like amazing things this is what needs to be happening more these conversations and even even I just feel like regardless of who listens and all that in this moment, I just feel like so grateful for you. And hopefully you feel also inspired right back. And this is like a moment that we're sharing that mm-hmm. it's going to help us individually in our own healing, you know, exactly. because we, and we're, we're both young girls in our twenties. And it's just it's so great that we don't even know each other, but we can connect on something so deep. And mm-hmm. you are giving me this, this moment is I'm so grateful that you and I have connected me too no and you're so right like yeah people are gonna eventually listen but as today it's just us like the podcast always starts out with just a conversation and um yeah it's just to think of you know seven months ago when I was like no one will ever understand me (laughs) you know it's so nice to have these conversations and um yeah you're you're a gift and I'm I'm truly truly grateful that we got to talk 